Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Jules Brooks, the do-it-yourself PR agent. Jules is the director of Handle Your Own PR, who has helped thousands of small business owners and entrepreneurs to make millions of dollars worth of media exposure by running their own PR campaigns. All this by using her online boot camps, coaching and PR tools, Jules' students have been on TV, radio and featured in magazines and newspapers nationally. Many of them have gone on to huge success in their businesses. She has owned and operated a number of small businesses herself and ran a PR agency specializing in small business clients, startups and entrepreneurs for well over a decade working in Australia and overseas. Jules has a big personality and infectious enthusiasm that she uses to great effect when she teaches. She manages to simplify the whole process to make handling your own PR an easy, achievable part of your marketing mix. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Jules Brooks. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Catherine. I think I just said Brooks. It should should be Brook. I do apologize. Well well done for picking that up. No, that's no problem at all. So, Jules, I thought we'd better start recording because we started having a little bit of a conversation around PR and I thought we'd better start recording because our listeners are going to miss out on all this juicy information. So, (laughs) to start, why don't we uh, get into introducing who you are and a little bit about your company. All right. Um, You would like me to fire away and tell you a little bit about myself? Absolutely. Okay. So, for about the last 15 years or so, I've been teaching small business owners and entrepreneurs how to grow their sales and get the phone ringing by getting in the media for free, um, which is what PR is all about. And I've owned um, a, a lot of small businesses myself. I've had all sorts of startups and some have been successful and some haven't. Um, and then I, in 2003, started a PR agency, where which I worked at right up until last year, where I specialised in small business clients and startups and entrepreneurs and had particularly a lot of mumpreneurs back in the, um, I guess, sort of mid-2000s. And having worked in most disciplines in marketing, so like, so marketing consists of advertising, PR, sales promotion, direct mail, all sorts of different kinds. And I've worked in most of them now, both here and in London. And, um, And then in 2003, 
2003, in 2009 when the GFC hit and I realised that um, that lots of the small businesses that I was working with really couldn't afford to pay a PR agency, um, but they had great stories. And I know the media is always looking for great stories. And I thought, hang on a minute, I could teach them how to do it themselves. And I guess that's how Handle Your Own PR sort of started. And then since then, it, I've had over a thousand small business owners that I've helped along the way. Um, I do online boot camps. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I sell media contact lists and I've got all sorts of things like audio books and a lot of the things that you've got, Catherine, I've noticed on your website as well. And my students have been featured now on TV and radio. They've been in magazines and newspapers. And for, for a lot of them, the PR has made a massive difference to their business. Um, so really, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So now, last year, I sold my agency to my business partner and I took on Handle Your Own PR and really started focusing on it properly. So that's where I'm at now. It's my big baby and it's going to bloody well work. <laughs> Love your energy. You know, I think that, you know, from my experience, and I know I'm sure that the listeners will be able to relate to this, is PR can be quite costly very expensive and not always seeing your return on investment. No. So with with doing your own PR and I'm I'm just you know thinking of myself here but I know that listeners would be thinking the same. What about if you don't have a lot of time to do your own PR? PR doing PR actually doesn't take that long. So the time really once you know how to do it. So obviously there's a little bit of time involved in understanding the process. But I mean I would say to people the first time you do it set aside a day so that it would, and it probably wouldn't take that long, but that will allow you to write your media release, work out your, your newsworthy angles and write your media release and get your media contacts together and send it out. Uh, because with, with the sending out, you're literally cutting and pasting and sending an email and forwarding it and then cutting and pasting and, and uh, you know, like that. So you get into a bit of a process. And then after you've spent that one day, you really only need about an hour a week, maybe not even that long to do some follow up. And then the next month you set aside a bit more time and by then you probably are much better at, at, at writing because you've done it once and you know what the journalists are looking for and you write another release and you send it out again. So it would end up being, I mean, I do my own PR and I would say I would be amazed if I spend more than six hours a month on it. Oh, wow. And how do you make your release stand out amongst the noise? Because, you know, when we're talking about media agencies, they receive hundreds, maybe even thousands a day, what's, the, what's the, the one thing that they look for? Well, isn't that interesting? I actually have been interviewing journalists and producers about this over the last 12 months because I think that's really interesting. Um, what you need to do is be very clear in your media release. Now, I've had um, people I've been working with say, should I write pitch to Herald Sun as my subject line? And the answer is definitely not. What you want to do is something that clearly explains what it is that you do or that's a bit clever and funny. So, for instance, we were doing some PR for or we were working with a guy who had a picture framing um, business. And what he did, because one of the things that you really have to do is not talk about your own business. It's not about you. It's about what advice or information you can give to help other people. And if you have that in the back of your mind, you'll always come up with the right kind of angle. But what, what we did with him was we did um, five or ten tips for how to hang pictures up on the wall, you know, the kind of frames to look for, how you can group them together, that kind of thing. And we did as a heading, are you well hung? And then what you can do is use the 
um, subject line of your media release as, uh, sorry, the heading of your media release as your subject line, which is what we did. And I think everyone was just so well, uh, so intrigued, particularly the men, no doubt, um, with the heading, Are You Well Hung?, that we got about 40 articles. So it is all about trying to do something a little bit different. I did another one with diamond rings and we went carrots for Easter, you know, spelt in the in diamond kind of carrots way. So it's trying to come up with something that's a little bit different. If you've got a guest, then maybe you put that in the subject heading as well. Um, but journalists will, a lot of them will open it up and read the first couple of paragraphs to find out what it is that you're contacting them about. Some of them who are super busy, so some TV presenters will just sit there with their finger over the delete button. But most journalists, um, I guess people just have to understand that if you're trying to fill a newspaper and a website every single day with new um, with new stories, then you need those stories to come from wherever. So when you're going to the media and you're knocking on their door or ringing them or whatever, um, you've got to not, you don't, don't think that it's like, it's not like you're selling. It's not like cold calling someone because the journalists are sitting there waiting for someone to give them the story that's going to make their day. So um, they're on the lookout. They'll be very receptive to you. It's not, it's not um, as scary as people think it is. And also in terms of coming up with newsworthy angles, there is loads and loads of information out there. If you, if you did a Google search for what makes a newsworthy article, you'll find loads of advice. And I've also got some on my website where there's a whole lot of different things. You know, is it innovative? Is it solving a problem? Um, is it a first time in Australia? Is there an interesting backstory? There's a whole lot of prompts that can help people come up with something that's newsworthy. And then you work that into your subject line as well. That's very interesting. And I think that it's also uh, depending on what PR agency you deal with, they all have their own way of doing it, isn't it? I think that some of the PR agencies I've worked with, it's really about finding about your story, your backstory, and that's yeah. what they've pitched is the backstory. And uh, and it's about, uh, you know, the individual, so some of the things that have, you know, they've experienced over time. When that's in actual right. fact, when you think about it, it's like when you blog, when for me, when I write, I write, write on a regular basis, um, I write to help uh, inspire, right. uh, empower by giving tips and information. Uh, but I've not thought of doing that for, for a PR piece though. That's interesting. Where, whereas um, the, one of the most, oh, sorry, let me just delete that. One of the most interesting, um, uh, one of the one of the best ways any small business owner can get coverage is to offer that that those tips and advice, because that's really what the journalists are looking for. And I'd say ninety percent of small businesses that fail, it um, in terms of getting publicity, it's because they're talking about their business too much. It's all about you know everyone needs to know about my business because it's so great, but that's not actually how the media works. What they want to know is. What advice can you give someone? And then we'll put something at the bottom that says where you can find out more information and who has provided the information. Yeah, because I know I've had a few journalists who work with me and they've wanted facts, dates, da you know, like lots of data for one article. Well, it depends who you're going to. Newspapers in particular will really want a lot of sort of stats and, and background kind of proof of of the business, but there's other ones. I mean, dynamic business is a great one that's always looking for small business stories if you're looking for B2B kind of stuff. Um, if you've got products, then most of the weekend magazines and most of the glossy magazines out there have got a page where they're featuring products, you know, hot things we love, new products that we recommend. 
And it's very easy to get your products into that kind of a, a business. And then with the coaching or anything that you're doing that's offering a service, then you really need to think about how you can explain what it is that you do or how you solve a problem or write your media release with a, with a, the problem as the heading and then answer the problem um, is underneath. And everyone can be seen to be an expert. You, you know, I mean, I was watching a news article from America the other day and they had a little block at the bottom, you know, where they normally say, you know, this expert's from whatever, and he was a cheese grater expert. So you can find the most bizarre experts out there. They are just looking for people that it works really specific. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So, Jules, I'm going to ask you, what drives you? What's What's that thing that makes you jump out of bed in the morning? You know, I have I have been so lucky because I run my own businesses and I have for years now. I literally do bounce out of bed, at, well, most mornings when I'm not giving myself the day off, which is not very often. Um, but I just bounce out of bed because I, I think what really drives me is I love helping people and I love to see businesses transformed. Um, and, and I know that PR can do that. So I'm really passionate about what it is that I do because I've been a small business owner and I didn't know, I didn't have enough money for advertising and I didn't know uh, the best way of getting my business name out there. And since I've really discovered PR in the last 20 years or so, I just feel like it's my mission in life to let everyone know that it's free, that there is a way of doing marketing that's free. So I guess that's um, one of the things that drives me. The other one is I'm still find the media really sexy. Like I really get a buzz every time I get an article up or one of my clients gets an article up. So that is definitely one of my drivers as well. I oh, know you really, actually shared that yeah, before. You were saying that one of your clients uh, was really beside themselves because their their article um, was it on the? Did you say the Herald Sun or something? It's gone into the Herald Sun, and he's been calling me today, going, "Oh my god!" And I said, "Well, did you get? You know, have, has the phone been ringing hot?" And he said, "We've already like the website's nearly broken. We've had loads and loads of people online making inquiries, and that's the power of PR. I mean, that's." You know, that's that's why I do it. It's so exciting. And he's beside himself because, you know, now when I said to him, so you have to do more, and he's going, first I've got to manage, you know, all the all the workload I'm going to get out of this article. <laughs> yeah, true. And you know what I loved about you, Jules, when you were, we were having a chat, you were just talking about, you know, producing some of your own content and not necessarily having a team. Like you're doing a lot of this yourself and you've got – I'm doing it all myself, Catherine. <laughs> all yourself with the help oh, of your There your is only me. And- yeah, and but then I think your son's helped you a little bit and your partner as well, which I guess is a little bit more. But, you know, just to sh- I think for me it was the, the authenticity that you uh, don't need a whole team to do this, that you can do it on your own. And even if you don't have the expertise of uh, video yourself, you can get somebody on board that would know how to do that and so forth. And I think that's really important for our listeners because there's a lot of entrepreneurs and, and women in business who are on, on their own. Who actually doesn't have a team, and, no. and and doesn't have the money to invest in PR. That's right. That's right. I mean, really, for PR, mo- the the cheapest I would imagine most people would be able to get it would be two and a half grand a month for three months. So that's seven and a half grand. Most it's more. It's more. It's more like three or three and a half grand. That is a huge amount of money for a small business to throw into their marketing, especially because, as you said, with PR. There's never any guarantees. I mean, something might happen in the media that means that your story gets bumped. So 
so to be able to do it yourself is just i mean it's that it's that age old story isn't it if you give a man a fish he can feed for a night if you teach him how to fish he can feed for a lifetime and i guess that's sort of what i'm trying to do so imagine if you did a year of your own publicity you would probably save yourself nearly 40 grand if you in, instead of having to pay an agency and really, as I said, the time commitment is not that huge. It's it, it it's just like anything. It's even like learning to ride a bike. You really need to spend a little bit of time at the beginning just to familiarise yourself and do it for the first time. And after that, it'll come easy and you'll be able to whip out a media release and send it off before you know it. And, of course, the other thing I love about doing your own PR is that you build your own relationships with journalists so that the time comes, and it can come quite quickly, that they will start calling you for advice or for articles or for whatever it is that you might need so that they you, might need you you mentioned about um you sell uh media lists is that right yes i do, do. yeah and is this a collection of your list over the 20 odd years or look it, it, it's partly that and partly um i've managed to get hold of lists over time so i've got um, the way that I've done it on the website at the moment is I've got them split up into like fashion media, beauty media, small business media, sports, you know, whatever it might be that people have. But I am about to do my fifth website relaunch sometime in the next month or so. And in that one, people will be able to build their own media list. So I've now got about 500 topics and about 15,000 journalists with the new website. So people will be able to create their own list on whatever topic they want. Wow, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> so, Jules, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? Well, you know, there is a big irony here because I think people were saying this to me all the way through my early years of my business and I completely ignored them, which was to focus on one thing at a time. I am the ultimate queen of, you know, juggling plates in the air and at one stage, I had Handle Communications, which was my PR agency, Handle Your Own PR, which is, um, you know, the, the, this business where I teach people how to, to do their own PR online. I also had two parenting products that I was getting out onto the market, a range of envelopes in Officeworks, and was still going out going, oh, my God, there's a brilliant idea. I want to run that business as well. So I was really all over the place. And until I... Last year made the decision that, no, handle your own PR is where I really want to focus. And I've got rid of everything else um, just so that I can work on it. And it's just made a huge difference. It really, to be able to give your full attention to one business and work on it, um, transforms it because, because you know, you, you're really able to, to get that depth and get all those little bits and pieces that you've been meaning to get to and not, and not having the time for it. Um, you know, get them all happening. So that I think is probably the best advice anyone ever gave me, even though I ignored it for years, was that you should actually just focus on one business at a time. And it's it's always, uh, I find, it's it can be a little bit hard if you're an entrepreneur because it's, it's finding that right uh, piece that's going to work for you. It could be, you know, high level, could be whatever that may be. So yours high level was PR, but then from that there was – different streams under that PR and you know the way that you were explaining it it's the more things that we do and the more we say yes to you we actually deplete some of that energy and it's hard to just be focused on that one thing it's like multitasking it's impossible to be good at one yeah well that, and, and we are that we are terrible we're well, not terrible we're great as women yes at multitasking and 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 I love it 
But boy, oh boy, when I really took away the distractions and really focused, it's just made a huge difference. So I guess that's my learning in my old age that I've kind of gone, right, okay, that's what I should have done 10 years ago. But anyway. At least you've done it now. That's right. Advice we can pass on to other people instead. (laughs) Absolutely. So what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I guess I would say, well, firstly, I would say you're young and you've got no kids and you've got no family, so go and enjoy yourself and enjoy life without responsibility, which I I guess, to be honest, did. Um, But I also wish I had got the entrepreneurial bug when I was younger and I really, I mean, I did... When I was about 25, I set up a graphic design company with a couple of partners, but it wasn't like I read something happened. I had twins in 2006, 10 years ago, and um, something switched in my brain then. I don't know whether it was because of the pregnancy, but I literally just became so entrepreneurial and I could see business opportunities everywhere. And I'm a great one for, I mean, the one thing that they'll say about entrepreneurs is everyone can have ideas. But a, a true entrepreneur actually goes and implements them. And I was implementing businesses left, right and centre. So, um, yeah, so I, I guess I would have said to myself, enjoy yourself because, um, you know, you have no responsibilities. However, I wish, as I said, I did a little bit as, a, as an employee on a newspaper for about five years. But I wish from there I'd just gone into setting up businesses, because what I've learned since I started doing that, I I would love to have known everything I know now 10 years ago and been able to apply it then. Um, And I'd also tell myself not to sweat the small stuff because the older you get, I think the easier it is to see your life subjectively and you actually start to see things as being trivial that you thought were so important years and years ago, you know, and you can kind of see down the barrel and go, God, you know, like just get on with things, stop stressing over little bits and pieces because they don't really matter. It's the bigger picture that matters. Yeah, I know. I think that naturally comes with age, the whole wisdom piece. I think I say (laughs) that I hear myself saying, gosh, if only I had this knowledge 20 years ago, where would I be today? I know. I guess, I mean, you know, when you meet, um, you know, pensioners and people who are in their 70s and 80s, they always say that too. And again, uh, you know, until I get closer to that, I uh, I had kind of discounted it, but it is totally true. Yeah. And I think with with the entrepreneurial mindset, it's you're either born that way because I think that it's, it's probably, my sister used to say to me, you always think of ideas on how to create a business or anything you look at, you'll think of a business opportunity. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I think I've always had it, but I probably didn't do it, you know, probably I've only been in it probably the last 10 years or so. Yeah. But I think that it's it's a natural thing that you know I don't know I mean I don't know you can I'm sure you can study to become it but it's 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 in you it's innate. it's innate yeah I think yeah. it's a bit like sales I think you're a natural salesperson or you're not I'm yes. um, having done sales years ago and done all these courses where they'd tell us how to sell I would think I don't want to do a course like you know it, it either comes easy to you and you're right entrepreneur a lot of people though I think are ideas generators. But an entrepreneur is somebody who then takes that and works out how to commercialise it. Yes, absolutely. So being the woman in business and having lots of business um, businesses <laughs> over time, um, what keeps you up at night? Do you worry about anything? Yeah, money. Always worry about money. Nothing else keeps me awake at night, really. Um, so when things are good, I sleep like a top. And, and there have been times over the years where I have been waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning day after day going, oh, my God, you know, what's going to happen? Will that person pay me tomorrow? Um, and, and I used to say to friends who, uh, when they set up small businesses, 
I'd say you're just going to have to have nerves of steel because really when you're used to being an employee and you get that regular amount every month, it is very scary to have bills coming in and not be sure when, you know, if the client's going to be able to pay in time for you to be able to pay the bill on time. So I would say really that is the only thing that has ever kept me awake. Um, and and that, thankfully everything always works out in the end, but boy, oh boy, there have been times where I've had to really grit my teeth and cross my fingers and toes and eyeballs and everything else, hoping that everything will work. Oh, you're hilarious crossing your eyeballs. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I think it, you know, and I think it's 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 a commonality uh, amongst all entrepreneurs and and women in business or anyone in business really when it, when it comes to finances and it's interesting because I've had this conversation quite often with entrepreneurs. It's you know one of the things that comes up quite often is, uh, am I charging what I'm worth? There's that whole word. Oh yeah, that that thorny question. <laughs> yes, I know, and even I remember myself when I first started. It's like, what do I how do I price things and what would I price my services? That was the other thing and that was interesting. I mean, over over time you uh, understand. Become more comfortable yeah, with it, yeah. that's right. But I, I remember somebody said to me that, you know, worrying about money is almost uh, praying it for it to happen. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't want to worry about money because I'm not praying for having problems of not receiving money. So it's having that real abundant mindset. And I I have to uh, share this with you. The moment I made that shift of not worrying about money, things changed for me. Because yeah, I used to I be have... the same. I used to be exactly the same yeah. coming from a, a corporate background of 150000 to then zero. It, yeah. it was scary. It was scary not having that regular income. And, it, you know, and it took me, I mean, that's you know, a good 10 years ago, but still that was a very, very scary thing to go through. And then backing yourself because when you're working with an organisation, they've got a marketing department, they've got a sales department, they've got yeah. everything, whereas when you go out on your own, you do it all on your own. And then you realise you can and that actually you're quite good at it and that it's not all that hard. But it's so funny the way that your mind kind of plays tricks on you. But you're right. I think um, it was probably only about three or four years ago that I just did the mind shift and said, you know, the money will come. Don't worry about it. But boy, but but I had, you know, I split with my husband when my twins were only four. So I, I was really worried that I had three young children and there I was going out into business on my own with no backup or support. But, you know, it's all worked out and I'm so glad I did it and I have no regrets at all. Like, I mean, the lifestyle that I've had and the fact that I've been able to bring up my kids and see them all the time and all that kind of thing has made it all worthwhile. And now my business is about to go stratospheric, I reckon. That's fantastic. I, I Watch love this it. space, Catherine. Oh, I'm watching it. I, I, I think that, how courageous of you too. I think it's amazing. Three children and doing what you're doing, It's. I take my hat off to you. Oh, it's going to work. There's nothing like backing yourself, as you say, so it's going to work. It's going to be fine. It sure is going to work. <laughs> well, it is working, yeah. It is. So who's been your greatest influence? Oh, you know, you um, you asked me that in the questionnaire, and I have to say that I, I can't think of any one particular person. I have been really, really lucky in my life to have a number of influences, everything from my dad, who was an obstetrician that kind of left um, England and came over to Australia with with four young kids and didn't know anyone here and set up a business. So I guess that kind of influenced me. My brothers are very successful entrepreneurs. Um, I've had so many fantastic people along the way. 
from experienced people to people that just support me emotionally, that, you know, um, people that give you amazing advice that you, you know, that you remember. Um, and I, and I therefore hope, you know, that I do that for other people as well, because I just think that, um, that it's, it's the, it's the combination of a whole lot of different, um, a whole lot of different influences and people that have had a big effect on me. But definitely, I mean, my greatest, the greatest influence has been people without any doubt at all. You can see that. And I think that you're quite influential because you're such a down-to-earth person. Oh, thank you very much, Catherine. So are you. (laughs) Thank you. So we always ask our women of inspiration to pick one word that best describes their personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? I think it's authentic. I think that that probably covers everything because I I don't like to um, be dishonest. I don't like to give people false hope. I don't like to explain things in complicated ways. I'm, you know, I guess I would call myself a no bullshit woman <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that on air. Of course. Um, but I would have to say that I like to be honest with people and I like people to be honest with me. And I think that people can tell that I'm coming from a a place of authenticity when I'm teaching and when I'm speaking with people because I am. Mm, Very much so. And when you're talking about your teaching, tell us a little bit about your boot camp, online boot camp. Oh, um, uh, right. So last year, so basically for the first five, six, seven years of the website when I set it up, and it's had loads of iterations. I mean, I think if you've got business owners out there, they'll all know that Everything changes and you just got to keep reinventing yourself. But for a long time, I sold media contacts and um, and I had the information on my website as to how to do it. But people used to get very, very nervous about it. And then um, la- mid last year, I met with a great woman called Karina Ho, who said, let's go out and start doing webinars and teaching people. So we came up with um, a six-part series that we started doing as these live boot camps. And people would come along and I'd just do an hour a week, once a week, and we'd take them through the different process and then they'd go off and write their media release or come up with their newsworthy angles. And and during the course, they would actually send out their media release and do the follow-up. And so, and it worked really, really well. And I think I've taught about, I don't know, 80 or 90 people now. And I would say 90%, All in fact, I'd say almost 100% of the ones that have actually gone ahead and used the the information and the education that I've given them have had fantastic results. And so from that, I started thinking, well, why don't I um, actually just edit them? So my beautiful son, who's 14 or well, 15 now, um, and who's very, very good at editing, edited them all down for me. So I've now got them as six standalone lessons so that people can do them at their own speed. And basically, it just, in a very simple terms, tells you what to get together first, you know, that you need logos, that you need to have samples and your website needs to be ready, how to work out your newsworthy angles, um, how to write a media release and, and and get that all happening, and then how to approach the media, what to say, whether you should do it via email or phone. Um, and then, and then the, at the very end, I do... Um, an hour on once you've got your clipping, what can you do with it? And of course, the beautiful thing about PR, which is different to almost every other type of marketing, but if we were to compare it to advertising, is that what do you do with an ad once you've run it? I mean, it's 
great, but you can't really put that out in social media or do anything with it. Whereas once you get an article, not only are you getting inbound links from whoever it is that's written the article on their website and positioning you as an expert, but you also have things to go out in social media and to put into your newsletters and to blog about. So it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. I love it. And so what would be the investment for the online bootcamp? Um, my standalone boot camps, which is what I'm doing now, which is the pre-recorded ones, are $600 for all of them. And if you get the full six, then um, you'll get half an hour on the phone with me and we'll talk about your business and your business goals and what you want the PR to achieve and the sorts of angles that might work. Um, I've also got audio books of the same thing. So you could listen to them in the car on the way to work or, you know, when you're out and about and they're only 400 um, and then I've got one-on-one coaching that I do, which is um, a phone call a week for $1,000 a month and there's no strings. People can stop and start as much as they like, or you can just buy an hour of my time and we'll chat about your business. So there's a million and one different ways. I've got eBooks on there, um, all sorts of different things. But but the boot camp, doing the six-step process um, and, and probably doing it as the video one where you get to see the examples and um, – and I do some role playing and things like that um, is probably the best one for anyone who isn't sure or hasn't done PR before and wants to sort of, you know, have a pretty comprehensive um, course to do. But I mean, I think we've edited them down to maybe 40 minutes each, something like that. Plus um, anybody who does the boot camp lessons is going to have access to, I've been interviewing um, journalists on video so that, um, I can show that to my to to my students. So I've got about twelve different producers and journalists from everything from the Herald Sun to Studio Ten and um, uh, you know BRW and Voyeur Magazine. I've been interviewing all the journalists about what they're looking for from small businesses who might be approaching them with stories. So you get access to that as well. Wow, that's amazing! What a great investment. $600 is nothing really when you're thinking about handling your own PR. That's fantastic. So, Jules, what we do as we wrap up the show, at the end of every show, we always ask our women of inspiration to share three golden nuggets with our listeners. So what would be your three golden nuggets that you would like to share with our listeners? All right. That's a big question. I have to say, when you when I was looking at it thinking three golden nuggets, wow, how do you distill everything into three? But I think I've come up with three good ones. So my first one is be tenacious and don't give up. And I think that anybody who has a small business knows that about their business. And when it comes to PR, I, I say that to people all the time. Don't be put off by people rejecting you. Don't be put off by naysayers who say it won't work. Um, don't be put off by anything, really. If you believe that you have a really good idea or you're working hard in your business and your customers are loving it, then keep going and don't ever give up. Um, my second one is that I I live this myself and I do think that it comes back to you is to be very generous with your time and advice. I like to over-deliver. I like to really help people so that they all walk away with a really um, – you know, like just feeling good about themselves and feeling good about the whole interaction. And I actually think that that is um, advice that can be applied across all businesses um, and that if you are generous and you do offer good advice, then people will remember it and, and, and you know, it comes back to you. Other people will give you great advice. Um, so that's my second one. And my third one, and you won't believe this, but is that I think that everyone should be trying PR. 
I think it gives you the best bang for your buck when it comes to marketing. And I don't think there's anything better um, that you can do when it comes to building awareness of yourself or your business or positioning you as an expert um, or giving your business kind of integrity and its third party endorsement because the editor or the journalist is saying how great your business is. So that's my third one. I think everyone should try it. I love it. I love the second one too because I really believe in uh, word of mouth and I think that if you go above and beyond what uh, you know, the expectations People of expect. others, it does. It comes back tenfold, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it makes you feel good. So everyone walks away from a situation where you've been, I mean, without you don't want to be so generous that it's doing yourself a disservice, but, I mean, if somebody thinks that you're going to give them five minutes of your time, give them ten minutes of your time. If someone wants... Um, something small from you. I like to give them a, a couple of things, you know, like or whatever, but it's all about trying to do the right thing by other people. And then I think that it does come back to you and people do the same thing for you and you feel good about yourself. Oh, love it. So <laughs> Jules, where can our listeners find you? Okay. The the easiest place to find me is, well, there's two actually, my website, which I just have to say now, because where, where are we now? We're in October 16. So I don't know when this is going to air, but I am literally weeks and hopefully not very many of them away from launching a new website. But the website at the moment, um, and it'll have the same address, is Handle Your Own PR. So it's H-A-N-D-L-E-Y-O-U-R-O-W-N-P-R, exactly as you would spell it. Um, handleyourownpr.com.au. Um, the other place where I'm really active is on Facebook. And if you go onto my Facebook page at Handle Your Own PR, um, I'm on there all the time. I, I love Facebook. I don't know what is wrong with me, but that's my baby, even though I should probably be on Twitter more. Um, Twitter, we're at Handle Your Own PR. LinkedIn, I'm just Jules Brook. I don't use the company page very much. And Instagram, we've just started a new Instagram account at Handle Your Own PR as well. Fantastic. Look, Jules, thank you so very much for your time and your amazing energy. And I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. And I'm I myself very interested in looking at your handle, your own PR. Great. Come and do it. Boot camp. Yes. And I'm sure our listeners will be too. So thank you well, so maybe, much. Well maybe I'll have maybe I'll have to get you to do it, Catherine. You can blog about it for your listeners and for your and for your audience. I would love to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right. laughs> thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Catherine. Bye. Bye. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.